Hey, podcast listeners, hope you're doing well, and I hope you are winning contracts. Before we get into today's episode, I want to take a minute to share something with you that's working for our clients. Our federal access knowledge base is helping companies win contracts every single day. I regularly get emails from members thanking us and saying things like, hey, I just won a $2 million contract. Many of you have seen a video that Chris Danback shot for us at GovCon. Chris won two contracts totaling $30 million. One of our members emailed me this morning and said, the turning point that opened my eyes was using federal access to establish a professional and systematic business development and RFP process. I've now won two contracts worth $480,000. Federal access is helping a lot of companies win. It can help you too. So here's the deal. I have a special offer for you. Visit federal-access.com forward slash game changers today and get started for just $29. You're going to get access Access to a digital copy of the government sales manual, over 70 strategy videos, more than 30 webinars, 300 documents and templates, and one of my favorite pieces is SME support. So when you run into any issue, any challenge at all, you can email me directly for help. So go check out the special offer today at federal-access.com forward slash game changers. The link is in the description below the podcast. So go check that out today, federal-access.com forward slash game changers so you can get started for just $29 today. Now let's hop into this episode. The big question is this, if government contracting is supposed to be so easy, why do so many companies fail to win even a single contract while others dominate the market? That's the question and this podcast will give you the answers. In today's episode, you go one-on-one with best-selling author and master business coach Michael Lejeune to learn exactly how to take your government contracting business to the next level. Hey everybody, let's talk today a little bit about communicating your value. Now, this is one of the biggest ways that you can differentiate yourself from everybody else in the market. Because guess what? It doesn't matter if you're an SDVSB, an 8A, a WSB, any of those sort of things, because that's not your differentiating factor. It's great. It can be a bonus to you. But guess what? I looked the other day, and I believe there's somewhere in the neighborhood of 5,000 SDVSBs out there. 5,000? You know, already registered to do business with the government. So how do you differentiate yourself when there's 5,000 other people that have the same status you do? Or if we get into 8A and some of those others, I think there's like 9,000 of those. So when you get into looking at that and now you're on a level playing field status wise, you've got to dig into the value. And in fact, we would argue that this is where you need to be focused anyway, and then layer in your status on the back end. So it's not that the status is a bad thing. It's just not the main differentiator for your business. So how do you do that? You do that by looking at the things you've done, your past performance, whether it's individual or corporate, whatever it may be, and you start to build up what we call, you know, this this past performance matrix. Uh, we go through a process in federal access where we actually take people through this competency mapping process where you go through and examine all your past performance. You build this giant spreadsheet where it all rolls up and then you can use that in, uh, you know, RFPs, write-ups, you can use it in your capability statement because what you're going to be doing is updating your corporate overview. That's one of the main things because whether it's your corporate overview that goes on the case statement or inside uh, an RFP 
or even like your pitch when you are talking at a conference or something like that. There's always that 15 to 45 second pitch. When you're using any of those kind of things, you need to be communicating value in there. So let me give you an example. This is kind of a before. So I'm going to give you three different ones here. Uh, a lot of times when I talk to people, this is how they sound. So the first one, and, I, and I'm just going to read bits and pieces of it here. The first one is a generic line like this. We were founded in 2008 on integrity, customer service, and excellence. Okay, that doesn't really communicate anything about your value. Here's another one. We provide cutting edge technology solutions for government customers in the commercial market. Tells me a little bit about what you do. Tells me a little bit about the customers, but it really does doesn't communicate anything. So here's another one. This is one we used to use back in the day. We're a coaching and consulting company that helps government contractors win, win contracts. Again, it's nice. It sort of communicates some of the stuff, but it doesn't really hit at the core of the value you provide. So again, those were very generic statements. And those are typically what I see, again, when it, when it's a 45 second pitch, when it's a corporate overview on a capability statement, when it's uh, leading into past performance discussions, those are the kind of things I see. And what I want to do is help you communicate that better. So here are some afters. Those were the before. Here are some afters, and I'm just going to give you some one-liners here that will help get your wheels spinning on how you can communicate that stuff, and then we'll talk a little bit about that afterwards. So one of those is actually ours. The first one here, um, we went from we are co we are a coaching and consulting company that helps government contractors win contracts to our clients have won over $2.8 in direct government contracts and another $30 billion in IDIQs. Do you see the difference there? We went from, hey, we're a coaching and consulting company, which could mean mean, hey, we're successful at what we do, or eh, who knows, we're a coaching and consulting company, but who knows the value we've actually provided to, hey, our clients have won almost $3 billion in direct awards. I mean, that screams value to somebody like, hey, these guys are no joke. Their clients have actually won a lot of contracts and the $30 billion in IDIQs on the other side of that is, hey, they've also you know, set their, their clients up for a lot of success because those are all open and active and people are still chasing those. The numbers are going to keep climbing on the direct awards. So 2.8 billion in direct contracts, like I said, almost 3 billion uh, and, and growing. So now if somebody sees that, they're going to be like, huh, look, if I look at this versus another company, these guys have actually done this for their clients. That's pretty awesome. Here's another one. Over the last five years, we have placed 900 of our alumni at Fortune 500 companies. So if I was a staffing firm and I use something like that and I am trying to work with that staffing firm would be like, man, over the last five years, they placed almost a thousand people in Fortune 500 jobs. That's pretty stinking good over the last five years. That's pretty awesome. So pretty cool. That's more than a hundred a year, right? So good stuff there. Very specific. And there's more to that one. Uh, here's another one. Our graduates manage over 6.5 billion in portfolio assets. That's a big number of, hey man, they're, they're, they're people that have gone through their training program or managing a lot of assets. They're they're doing, I bet they're getting paid quite a bit. Here's another one. Uh, we have completed over 500 national, natural gas tank installations and installed over 2,500 miles of pipeline. So that, that's for a natural gas and pipeline company. Um, and so just being able to say we've done that many projects. So if, if the government, imagine a contracting officer is looking at that and another company says, we were founded in 2008 on integrity and excellence and we install natural gas tank 
tanks and we install pipeline. And that's what they said versus you, where you've said we've completed over 500 natural gas tank installations and installed over 2,500 miles of pipeline. If they're comparing yours to theirs and they see that, they're like, these guys have done this over 500 times and we're asking them to do it again. They, they, you know, we're asking them to lay, you know, eight miles of pipeline and they've done over 2,500 versus the other company where on the, on the surface, they're like, I don't know how many times they've installed a natural gas tank. I don't know how many miles of pipe. I don't know what their past performance is. And it doesn't mean like in that situation, it doesn't mean you did one job where you installed 500 tanks. This could have been 500 jobs. Could have been. On the pipeline, it doesn't mean you did one job with 2,500 miles. It could have been, you know, 5,000 jobs. <laughs> like, I don't know, you know, where they were half a mile, you know, whatever it is. But it just shows how much they have actually done. I have another one here where um, it says something along the lines of, we currently serve over 75 VA offices. So if you're trying to work with the VA and work with a new office in the VA, wouldn't that be important for them to know that you already service over 75 offices already? You know, so as I'm going through these examples, I hope it's jogging your memory here of the things you've done. Because again, when you start to look at what you've done, it's not just one job at a time and they're and they're separate in their own little vacuum here. You actually get to roll these together. So I had a, a client that I was talking to the other day and they manage networks and infrastructure. And I was like, well, how many users do you think you manage currently? And we started writing it down and they were blown away. They were like, well, this project's about 2,500 users and this one's about 3,500 users and this one's about 10,000 users. And we got to the end and it was, they currently manage networks for over 50,000 users in the government. And so if they were just looking at one of those, it, it may not be super impressive, but currently today their team is managing, you know, the network and infrastructure for over 50,000 users in these three government organizations. That's a big number. It's really impressive. It shows that you have the past performance and the capability to do other things. And so that's what you need to be communicating, things like that. And so I hope this has been helpful with you to kind of jog your memory. And what I'd like to do is is assign some homework. I don't do that a lot of times out of the podcast, but today I want to do that where I assign a little bit of homework that says, hey, why don't you sit down? If you're a federal access member, you can go in and just search competency mapping. Uh, There's a document inside of federal access. And then inside the government sales manual, there's a whole section. There's a write-up on how to perform competency mapping. I'd like you to go do that if you're a federal access member. If you're not, there's a link you can join for 29 bucks and you can go through the exercise. Um, Or you could just do it this way. Here's a simple way. It doesn't have all the bells and whistles, but here's a simple way you can do it where you can sit down and just list out the work you've done. Okay, list out the work you've done at your company. And previously, if you're you're in the same line of work before you started your company, you could sit down and start to list this out because sometimes, again, it's it's individual as well as corporate past performance that we tend to look at on this stuff. But sit down and look at the jobs you've done and what was the, the quantifiable metrics 
that are associated with that. And start to write those down. And then you should start to see a pattern in each job where, hey, we worked at this VA office here on this job and we supported a thousand users. Then we went to this VA job and we supported another 1,500 users. Then we went over here to the Army and we supported, you know, 12,000 you know, users or, or whatever the metric is, right? There should be some sort of metric involved in the value you provide. And it, it could be a different type of metrics where instead of its users or something physical, it could be like a cost thing. So, hey, we drove down cost by 38%. We increased the speed and delivery time by 300%. You know, let's say you were working on a project or typically when you work on projects, there's six months projects, but you guys always get them done in three months or, or whatever, right? So there, there's metrics that you can look for. You may have to dig, you may have to be creative, but there's metrics you can look for in your business to communicate the value you provide. And those are the things we're looking for. And so I'll leave you with that bit of homework to sit down, look through the jobs you've done and start to list out those things and then roll them up together. So start to combine them. So now that 1500 users and thousand users and 10,000 users, you just start to add those up as you go and make it a collective big number that you can use in, again, in your overviews, your CAPE statement, your your uh, RFPs, all those kind of things, your website, all those kind of things. If you come up with really big numbers that are super cool, maybe it goes on your business card. You know, something like our clients have won over $2.8 billion in direct government contract. That may be a, a line that goes in the back of your business card or something like that if that was you. So you know, there's a lot of uses for this stuff. And you you also, as you go, you want to keep updating it. So we're always updating those numbers. Sometimes it's on a monthly basis, a quarterly basis, whatever it may be. We're like, oh, hey, we need to go back and update this. But we're constantly updating it so that people know it's the numbers are growing. Okay, you're getting better. And so that's how you want to communicate this stuff. It's very simple, but it stands out. Again, when you compare, we're a coaching and consulting company to, our clients have won 2.8 billion in contracts. That's a big difference between those two sentences where one is I, I generically do the service and I have no proof that I'm any good at it to the other one saying, yeah, we're good at it. That That's really what you're communicating in that situation. So I know this is a big task. It often takes some of our clients, if you've got a lot of contracts, like we're going through with a client right now that has hundreds of contracts. And for them, this process is probably going to take three months to go through because they've got to, you know, they've got normal life they've got to do anyway. Plus they're trying to go through this competency mapping process. So, you know, it doesn't have to be done in a weekend or anything like that, but slowly start going through the value you provide to your clients and start extrapolating this stuff so you can put it in this data format that I'm talking about here and you can use it everywhere in your business. And if you have questions about this, you know how to reach me. This is a great conversation to have. And it's, it again, the hardest part sometimes is figuring out what are our main metrics that kind of flow through all of our contracts. So if you have questions, you know how to reach me. Love to talk to you about it. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Game Changers for Government Contractors. For a full list of episodes and other resources, be sure and check us out on the web at www.rsmfederal.com slash gamechangers.